Good evening, Facebook friends, fellow police officers, law enforcement officers. Thank you for being part of Street Cop Training, the group here. Uh, getting a lot of great feedback from people. And I'll continue to try to provide as much value as possible for everybody on this platform and give you guys whatever you need to go out and do your job better. Now, um, today I'm going to talk about a case. We did a video the other day. I had misquoted the roles of the police officers in the case. It took away nothing from what the point of the case was. I just deleted that video. Somebody asked me, hey, what happened to that video? I want to make sure I get it exactly correct. Um, and I appreciate the, the guy who pointed out to me, hey, that wasn't exactly the roles of those people in that group. So, or in that in that scenario. So let's talk about Rodriguez versus the United States. Comes out in 2015. Really not super relevant. Uh, it's interesting, during that time when I was on the job and this ruling came out, everybody kind of got up in arms. They got their panties in a bunch. They got concerned. They got scared. They got worried. And the fact of the matter was, it really didn't change anything, especially for us here in New Jersey. Basically, in a nutshell, I'll give you the schematics of the case and what happened, but basically, in a nutshell, um, the Supreme Court now required police officers to develop reasonable suspicion of criminal activity before they detain people further. The canine had something to do with it, but it really just came down to they were questioning, how long could you hold somebody minus reasonable suspicion? And if you were going to call for additional backup or hold people longer or call for a canine, it would require you to develop some reasonable suspicion inside the road. Now, when I read the schematics of this case, there's no doubt in my mind that this was a pretextual stop. Now, I, I probably would have to say, it's safe to say, and I didn't read the guy's report, but if you're doing a report with reasonable suspicion, I would say really in your mind or in your report, make sure you document all those things that were the facts, the articulable facts and the totality of the circumstances that led you to believe that the person you're dealing with is engaged in criminal activity before, during, and after, uh, even before, during, and after the car passes you. And then on the stop and all those things that happen to you, this kind of changes a little bit when you have your motor vehicle violation and you develop PC immediately when you walk up to the car. Sometimes you, have to, you can redact some of that stuff that you don't need to address that you saw and give anybody any fuel. But again, pretextual stops are legal. You can read U.S. versus Wren, and it'll talk about it uh, all day. So basically, in a nutshell, here's what happens. Uh, a Nebraska cop sees a car. They're swerving between lanes. Uh, they're probably looking at him in the rearview mirror. And then, of course, we know that when that happens, when somebody's paying attention to where you are as a police officer, you start to swerve, you see the vehicle swerve, or sort of tailgate cars in front of them. So he stops the car. Uh, I don't know the details of the report. I don't have the video. I don't know what kind of a job he did. I don't know if the, the courts were were unfair to him. I don't know what happened here, what went wrong. But it's really not that big. Uh, it's really not that big or cause for concern. Why is that? Look, basically, you got to develop enough real suspicion to hold somebody or call for a canine unit. All right. I know for years you didn't have to do that. Uh, you know, federally, but that changed in 2015. People thought you couldn't call for dogs anymore. Nobody reads this stuff. They hear a rumor. They hear that, oh, canine, like you'll see the headlines uh, on CNN. Cops can't call for canine units anymore. Well, just read the case. Why do you got to ponder and pontificate about all the bullshit? Just read the thing. It'll tell you that, no, that's not it. I remember walking into work and people were like, guys, what are you talking about? Like, stop it. Everybody just stop. You can still call for a dog. What are you going to do, hot shot? You got to call for a dog now. Guys, we, we've had this standard. Hey, Ron, how are you, pal? We've had this standard for a long time. Um, in New Jersey, for sure. Now the rest of the country just has to follow it. So remember, what's the difference between a motor vehicle stop when they're talking about that in this case and other cases versus a motor vehicle stop with reasonable suspicion attached? Well, a motor vehicle stop for a motor vehicle violation inherently is that. 
if you're going to pull somebody over and you're running radar or some kind of violation you saw legally, you know, for some whatever it is, some bullshit violation, um, then you address the ticket, fill it out. They give you a timeline to go by. You fill it out. You can run their their license. Uh, and then technically you're supposed to let them go. However, uh, you're allowed to ask questions. We talked about this on several occasions. There's a lot of questions, a lot of things you can ask on a motor vehicle stop. This stuff that we're talking about in Rodriguez went for 29 minutes. I'm not advocating to you that you can sit there for 29 minutes and pose questions trying to dig it up. But if you get good enough at your craft and you understand body language and interview skills on the side of the road, and you, you go through the tactic and you put them through the, the process that I show in class, you'll be able to determine whether or not you're in the presence of criminal activity on that one process that's taught. That's that. It's just that simple. And it doesn't take long to put somebody through that. And to be honest with you, I've never been challenged. I haven't heard of anybody being challenged. Uh, it only takes but a few minutes for that process to happen, maybe one to two minutes to determine whether or not you're in the presence of criminal activity. But remember, before you stop the car, you weren't just running radar. You're watching this car from all the way back here when it passes you and as it continues on past you and what they're doing. Same thing as if you're driving along the highway or the roadway, whatever it may be. This was not you running radar. This was not you picking on a maintenance violation and trying to develop. You've already had a lot of stuff developed before you decided to pretextually stop this car. You're merely finding the motor vehicle violation to justify the stop. And that's legal. Read U.S. versus Wren, which is adopted by New Jersey. It's a pretextual stop. If we weren't allowed to have them here, we'd have really ineffective police work. What does that mean? How would you be able to pick cars? How would you be able to determine, based on reactions, the vehicles that are that are of interest to you to stop and interrogate further or investigate further? You'd have to sit there literally blindly and hope that one day you would come across or trip over uh, some kind of criminal offense. And the likelihood of that happening or the percentage of your success would drop and diminish tremendously. So if anybody ever tries to advocate to you that you can't call for a canine unit because U.S. versus Rodriguez says so, well, just know inherently that they're incorrect. Read U.S. versus Rodriguez with reasonable suspicion. That will allow you to prolong the stop while awaiting a canine unit to respond or to continue your investigation. Reasonable suspicion, not probable cause. Calling the dog over to establish probable cause. Guys, for those of you coming out June 6th to the Tiki Bar, it looks like the weather's going to be okay. We're 15 days out. We're quite a ways out. But, um, you know, it starts at 5 o'clock at night. We have class that day. We're getting there for 5. So it's not going to be an all-day thing. Don't get there at 10 o'clock in the morning and be like, where the fuck are these guys? We're coming at 5, okay? 5 o'clock is the meetup time. Then we'll probably move it on over to uh, band night at Jenkinson's right afterwards. Just to be clear, I don't know how people are going to come. Uh, the Tiki Bar was not uh, open to host a big, large event, and it would have cost more money than you wanted to pay, trust me. So it's just more of a meetup, but it's going to be real cool. We'll all be there. I expect, I mean, I'm just guessing there's going to be about 50, 60 guy, guys and girls there. Um, and for those of you who don't want familiar with Tiki Bar, like it doesn't mean it's going to be a complete sausage fest. With that being said, hopefully you found value out of this today. If there's anything I can do for you, you can reach out to me. Check out streetcoptraining.com. I uh, appreciate all the support from everybody, all the kind words everybody writes into. We have a lot of good stuff coming up, working a lot of cool things, and I uh, appreciate it. See you guys later.